Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon. Glad you could join us for this Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi Network of Stations. I'm Kelly Sander along with producer engineer Michael Mergens from the Southern Bank Horse Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is out this week. Bob Getty is returning from vacation tomorrow. So uh, guiding the ship along with uh, Michael today, we will be uh, controlling all the buttons here in the studio. Our first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Smoked here, loved everywhere, just in time for Thanksgiving. Just let them know how big of a turkey you need, how many people are going to be there, and uh, they'll smoke it for you. They'll fry that turkey, ham, if you might be interested in ham. Anyway, anything that has to do with the centerpiece Thanksgiving, they can help you, as well as all the side dishes that they have at Dickie's Barbecue. Leave the cooking to them. To come on the program, we're going to be joined by uh, baseball coach Travis Creel at Southern Miss here in just a moment to talk about this uh, great signing class that Christian Ostrander and his staff have uh, inked in his first year as the main man. Then later on in the program, we are going to talk to... Some of the people who were instrumental in bringing a national championship to Southern Miss. The last national championship to Southern Miss. And people are going, let's see, that would have been the 1961 football team. No, no. One of the eSports teams. eSports. Yes, this is something that us older people have to Google, actually. (laughs) eSports. Uh, the Southern Miss Rainbow Six eSports team won the national championship, and December is like the big national championships of all the college different games, and Southern Miss has some great teams. We're going to be talking with David Dickert and Jonathan Haig a little bit later on about the eSports program at Southern Miss. But as we mentioned, Travis Creel joins us now, assistant coach at Southern Miss. All these guys now, you can't really talk about them until their name is on the dotted line, and Coach Creel, Coach Creel, you've got a great class coming in, and as usual, like any good team, it's got to be loaded with arms and you guys got some good ones. Break it down for us. Yeah, yeah, I feel really good about this class. You know, this, is a, this is a long time uh, in the making. You know, the recruiting has gotten so fast these days. I mean, most of these kids have been committed for two-plus years. It's just kind of how it goes. But you're right, we can't really talk about them until uh, signing day comes. But, yeah, it's a, it's a class of 13. It's all high school kids. We felt this year with, with our lack of seniors and, and our youth on our team, we didn't want to go too JUCO heavy. Um, so we actually went with zero so far. So um, we, we really like the class, 13 uh, freshmen or 13 high school kids, uh, nine arms, four hitters, um, a couple guys that do both. Uh, but it's a good balanced class, and, and we really, really like them. What percentage of high school guys that 
And most let's let's face it, in high school, most pitchers also play another position. Sure. But once they make the transition to D one, what percentage of those guys wind up being POs, as they call it in baseball, or pitchers only? Yeah, I would say you know if we team we have right now, say we have a forty man roster, I would say probably probably eight came in as dual guys, and and maybe two or three are left. Um, it's tough. It is. It's not just. Um, not just the, the the physical stuff that you have to go through every day, but also the mental stuff as well. So it's a lot. It takes a it takes a special uh, kid mentally, but also takes uh, a physical specimen too to do it as well. But uh, you know, Monasteries uh, one uh, they're still doing it. Uh, Dalton McIntyre for our team this year. He's a junior college kid, left-handed pitcher, outfielder, and then uh, Jake Cook uh, is a dual guy as well. But he uh, he's more pitcher right now because you get a little shoulder uh, issue with the swing. So. Uh, we got three on this year's team, and uh, you know we like to think we're we're pretty uh, open with with the guys doing both if they're good enough to do it. Yeah, and we're going to break the guys down specifically here in just a moment. But really, generally speaking, though, when you approach a guy about being a pitcher only, most of them are pretty cool, aren't they? About it. Yeah, well, these days, you know, I, I feel like I don't know. Uh, kids start to specialize a lot sooner for some reason, but also I think that they're, they're pretty realistic kids. I mean. They know coming here and doing both is really tough, and especially, you know, us having some some really good seasons the last three or four years uh, has, has really pushed that along. To maybe they know, and, and ESPN Plus every game's on TV these days. They see how good of a game this is, so maybe they're more realistic and, and realize uh, doing both would be a tall task. Um, but yeah, we don't really have uh, you know too much fighting with the kids about saying, "Hey, we want you to play this position only." Usually, they're pretty accepting. All right, so Coach Travis Creel, let's let's take a look at these incoming pitchers now. You said nine. How many are righties? How many lefties? That's a good question. Let me look. One, two left-handed pitchers, seven righties. Uh, it's a good class. Uh, we got a. Uh, you want me to just go through them? What, yeah, yeah. Just kind of high. Just tell us about each kid. What, what high school they came from, and and maybe just a, a quip on each one. Something that uh, their their particular skill set that you like. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, first off, uh, we'll start local. Cole Richardson. Um, he's six uh, five, right-handed pitcher from from South Jones High School. Um, he's going to be right now at, at you know at sixteen, seventeen years old. He's he's eighty nine, ninety one. He's going to throw really, really hard one day. Uh, it's a good feel for a changeup, and uh, you know we, we think the pitchability is high, but he's also going to have some really powerful stuff uh, one day. He's one that uh, kind of a late bloomer, and it's going to be. Uh, He's going to be one where I think he's going to play this game for a long, long time. Six five doesn't hurt. No, it does not. And it's a big time arm. Um, <clears throat> your next kid, Michael Wascom, um, six foot righty from from Bogalusa, Louisiana. Been committed for a long time. He is a bulldog competitor. Um, before he, he's got a little bit of an injury thing going on right now. Before that, he's in the eighty eight ninety one range. Um, hopefully, you know he comes back just like that. He's a super super competitor who can. It's been a really good slider and, you know, plus pitch ability. I think you're going to find, you know, in our classes that we put together the last couple of years, uh, we, we err on the side of pitch ability. Uh, we get guys who can really pitch, and then hopefully the stuff jumps. You know, like Tanner Hall, for instance, you know, when he was here, he was, he was 84, 86, and then he gets here, and then it's 87, 89, and then by year three, it's draft year, he's heading from 93s. It's super pitch ability with a plus changeup, and, and now he makes a bunch of money. So, that's kind of been our philosophy, uh, you know, with Oz and, and me together. 
as Aaron almost had a pitchability and hoping the stuff comes later. But so Wascom, like he was a, he was a lumberjack there in Bogalusa. Franklinton High School. Ah. I think they're the demons. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but, but uh, really, really good competitor. We like him a lot. Uh, Graydon Harris. He is from Central High School, right outside of Baton Rouge. Uh, left-handed pitcher, six one, six two, up to ninety, ninety-one miles an hour. Been committed to us for a long time. Great kid, great competitor. Comes from a great high school coach, but also a great summer organization with Louisiana Knights, who we have uh, done a lot of recruiting with. So, Graydon's uh, Graydon's one. You know, obviously, um, it's, it's never you never have enough left-handed arms. So he's one that we're really excited about. Um, Whoops! It looks like we lost him. Uh, we'll we'll do what we can to make sure that we get uh, get Coach uh, Travis Creel back. That happens every once in a while, you know. Uh, a cell signal will go out, uh, but that's the the beauty of uh, live radio or live television. Sometimes that uh, that happens. Bob Getty will be returning tomorrow. Luke Johnson will be returning next week, and still to come on today's program, David Dickert and Jonathan Haig from the esports teams at uh, Southern Miss talking about uh, the latest there. So, Coach, we talked about Wascom. He's he's we've got. The, we talked about him now. Who was the next uh, next young man you were talking about? Uh, Graydon Harris. He's six yeah. one, left pitcher uh, from right outside of Baton Rouge Central High School. Right, um, eighty seven ninety. Really, really good uh, command of the fastball. He's one you know you can never have enough left handed pitching. So he's one we're really excited about. Been committed to us for a long time, and he's going to be a good one. Um, and out of arm. out of Baton Rouge, you pulled him right out from underneath the nose of another school down there too. That's nice. Well, we got him early. I don't, uh, you know, at, at the time we were his first offer, um, and yes, we got him early, kind of a late bloomer, and, and that velo's continued to climb. So he's going to be a he's going to be a good one, I think. Um, the next one's our latest one, Teague Broadhead, uh, Fairhope, Alabama, Bayside Academy. He's a big kid, six two, two hundred pounds, uh, linebacker on the football field. Uh, I've seen him up to ninety three miles an hour with a power slider. He's one. Another late bloomer, man. We committed him really, really late, and um, he's one that I think could could really, really pitch early, uh, just because the stuff's going to be there early. If he can, you know, get in here and, and handle the peat and handle five thousand fans, and, and you know, the biggest obstacle most of these kids face is the the mental side when they get here. And um, yeah. he's definitely got the stuff to, to pitch early. And you talked about too, coach, the fact that he'll get to, that he's been down in a three point stance as a high school player. More and more coaches at your level are saying they like those guys. Where more and more kids, you talked about them specializing in baseball, but Division One coaches like those kids that uh, that don't mind getting the jersey dirty and have been uh, tackled and knocked around a little bit. Yes, no, no doubt. It definitely proves some toughness. There's no doubt about that. Also, yeah, not just football. I, I like guys who play basketball too. I think guys that play basketball usually have. Uh, athletic movements, whether they're pitchers and, and they know how to, uh, you know, move their body and, and get their arm in the right place, or they're, they're infielders who have good footwork and things like that. But certainly, yeah, you see kids specialize pretty early and, uh, you know, teach their own. There's been some pretty good ones who specialize early as well, but we definitely like kids who are good athletes. Well, when we, we're going to take a commercial break as Super Tramp takes us into commercial break. But when we come back, Coach Travis Creel will break down the rest of the pitchers that Southern Miss has inked into the fold. And then the position players as well. The complete signing day wrap-up with Southern Miss baseball when the Eagle Hour continues in just a moment.
Southern Miss to the top. Campus Book Mart is the place to go for all of your Southern Miss Golden Eagle fan favorites for Christmas, whether it's something as inexpensive as a keychain, all the way up to fire pits with the Golden Eagle Golden Eagle logos on them. They've got them or can get them for you at uh, Campus Bookmarts. In the bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to the campus on Hardy Street, you can reach them 24-7 online, as the kids say you can do these days. I still think this Internet thing is a fad. Nobody says that anymore. Huh? Even that's old now. What, that online, no one says that. What, what, do you, what do you say now? You Nothing. Say? You just do it. Oh, okay. Well, then, then go to your computer. Look it up. Go to your computer. It's, a, it's assumed. Look it up. Go to campusbookmart.net. 24-7. All right, Travis Creel rejoins us now from Southern Miss Baseball, recapping the signing class. There's some other pitchers, Coach, you want to tell us about, and we'd like to know about those four position players as well. Yeah, for sure. Next pitcher, uh, Caleb Hughes. He's from Etowah High School in Georgia. Plus-plus uh, pitch ability. It's a cool story. I was actually uh, was going to see another summer team play, and, and this random kid from a team in Georgia, he liked a lot. And we did some digging on him, saw him a couple more times, and and pulled the trigger. He's gonna have. He's an nice kind of guy. Big time pitch ability, uh, with a chance to throw hard one day. Now you, um, you you hear the term. You've and you've mentioned the term pitch ability. Educate mm-hmm. the layperson about what you mean by that. Yeah, just that we that we put. Uh, you know, being able to throw strikes at a high level, being able to throw more than one pitch for a strike. Uh, you know, over stuff. Um, that's just kind of how we operate here, and, and we hope the stuff grows with age and and strength coach and. And just being here and getting stronger, so we uh, we like guys who can pitch, and uh, and then hopefully you know the stuff turns into pro type stuff versus signing guys with big arms that, that maybe throw a bunch of balls in high school. Yeah, you don't know where it's going. Might go right real fast, but you don't might be going halfway up the backstop. Okay, proceed. That's right. Uh, Logan Pratt's another one. He's six foot five from Kirk Academy in Grenada, Mississippi, and now he's going to hard. I've seen him up to ninety two miles an hour. He's six foot five. He's going. He's going to be a flamethrower one day. Um, really, really big, strong kid um, from North Mississippi. Another one, uh, Chase Russell. Uh, he's a, he's kind of a dual guy. We say have four hitters. Time he makes it five. He's a right-handed pitcher, um, first baseman. He's six foot two, um, up to ninety-one. Uh, can mix arm angles. He's very athletic, but he's also a left-handed hitter that we like as well. Uh, one of the Madison Central's best players last year, obviously, a really good baseball program. Oh, he's out of Madison um, Central? Yes, sir. Oh, well, yes, good. We, well, we can hit his folks up for a nice contribution to the Diamond Club. Okay. <laughs> uh, next one of the uh, Camden Sundstrom. He's from uh, University High School in Baton Rouge. I mean, it, it's about 100 feet from LSU's baseball field. But Camden's another one, man. He's six foot one. It's 86 to 90, and it is plus, plus pitchability with a good curveball. Another one. Yeah, I know I've said it about all of them, man. But it's kind of it's kind of what we've been doing is, uh, you know, air on the side of pitchability, and um, you know the stuff's going to come later. But Camden's one that we really like. He's kind of got that if factor, uh, tough kid that we like a lot. And then uh, I think the last one is uh, Brooks Willoughby. He's six six, six foot six, left handed pitcher from wow. Central. Um, he's one that kind of fell in our lap. Um, Came to one of our camps and it was really, really good. Big tall kid is, is going to throw really hard one day as well. So uh, the pitching class is good. Uh, we're physical, we're big, which which we like, and also we have plus pitchability, which we like. So uh, those are kind of the two main boxes that we want to check in the high school class, and, and we did. Uh, but all these kids can really pitch, but also we think that the, the stuff's going to be 
plenty of good one day as well. So we're really high on this arm class. Now, four position players you've inked to become Golden Eagles. Tell us about them. Yeah. Um, first off, uh, shortstop from North Mississippi, Ty Long. He's from Ripley, another quarterback, uh, very physical kid, six foot one. He's put together. Um, he's a D1 ready defender, uh, 100%. He was, he was D1 ready when he was 15 years old. Uh, and the bats come a long way too. We really like it the way that the, the bats come along. He's getting stronger. He had a great offensive year last year, about 420 with six homers. Um, but plus, plus defender, plus baseball IQ. And again, just kind of got that it factor that, that we're looking for. You can just tell. Um, and we, we like him a lot. Um, DJ Layton, he is from Charlotte Christian School in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Or he lives in Fort Mill, South Carolina. He drives across the border and goes to Charlotte Christian School. Uh, he's six foot, uh, shortstop. He also pitches a little bit too, uh, switch hitter. He's a six three runner, uh, freak athlete. Uh, he's one where, you know, if he comes down here and puts it together and figures out, uh, the game, he could be a really, really high draft pick one day. Just from a tool standpoint, he's, he's got them all. You know, switch hitter who can run a six three sixty and, uh, has some juice, has a really good arm. Um, just really, really tooled out. Um, got two more. Let's see. Coy Clements, he's a local catcher up from Oak Grove High School. He's actually um, just moved in last year. He, he was living in Idaho before then, moved to Oak Grove High School. He's six foot three. He's a physical specimen, really, really good hit mobility. He moves really well behind the plate, especially for a big, tall kid. Uh, big juice to the plate. Had a great year offensively last year and, and looking to have another one this year. But uh, that's the catcher for our class, and, and we're really high on, on Coy. And then the last hitter, um, one that we're super high on, the kid's been committed for a long time, uh, his name is Dre Barrett. He's from Holtville High School in uh, Beatsville, Alabama. Uh, won the state championship last year. He's six foot three, uh, third baseman, right-handed hitter. He's also a really good pitcher as well, uh, plus power. He can really defend at third base. And he reminds me a lot of uh, Davis Gillespie uh, at that age and – uh, for you people who don't know who Davis Gillespie is, you'll you'll know this spring. <laughs> this spring like you will, him. yeah, yeah. You're gonna like him. So, uh, good, again, 13, 13 man class, all high school kids, really high on the arms. We think, uh, you know, we, we think we're a physical class. We think it's an athletic class, and uh, a lot of work's gone into it, and, and we're proud of it. You know, when you you talked about the young man from Ripley, uh, you said it was uh, you know Division One ready at fifteen. This is this is just. A shout out to the high school Ripley, because you know you hear about the Madison Centrals and the Oak Groves and all the big schools, but Ripley is one of those schools that athletically their football team was undefeated. Uh, they were upset a couple of weeks ago and sidelined in the playoffs, but they were undefeated up until that point. But Ripley's one of those schools, coach. You never really hear anything about, but man, they they seem to crank out consistently really good athletes. Yeah, you're right. That area, you know, you got Ripley, you got Corinth, who, who puts out athletes a bunch too. But you're spot on. And Ty actually was a quarterback on that football team. He's a really good football player um, as well. But you're right. And uh, we, we, we try to get up there as much as we can. You know, we're, we're trying to, it's a great state. It's a great state of baseball. It's a great state of, of athletics. And we certainly want to do our part and in, in getting players uh, in the state of Mississippi. Now, you, now, mainly, you usually go recruiting juniors right so the the juniors in high school you know that you kind of get them committed then they play their senior year and then sign so where that's right where are we now when i say we the southern miss baseball as far as recruiting how far out do you really go 
Yeah, so they have new rules now where you can't talk to kids until uh, August 1st of their junior year. Uh, that rule came into play last year. So, so right now we have um, seven, I believe, 2025 commits. Those are juniors. Uh, we have seven committed. Uh, we have zero 2026s. So right now for us, it's 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 all spring, creating a huge list of, of 2026s um, and putting together a list of, of kids we think we need to see in the summer and you know, by by June we'll probably have a list of kids. Right. And then, um, and then once June and July uh, get here, you know, me and me and Lad will um, hit the road running and and go see them all. And, yeah, uh, Lad Rhodes, you're talking about assistant coach That's Lad right. Rhodes, who by the way has a beautiful home in Thibodeau, Louisiana, for sale. Uh, so. <laughs> If anybody lost, sure yeah. If anybody lost a bet at work and is being forced to move to, <laughs> give, it give, is a beautiful. It is a beautiful home. Yeah. If anybody listen to Tibbet, you're looking to buy a house. Give, give, yeah, give Lad a shout. He'll uh, he'll work with you on it. Uh, uh, trust me. But I want to I want to also talk about your camps because people always say, oh, these camps, it's just a money maker, blah blah blah, for the you know, for the baseball right. program. But but you just mentioned there's one kid that you signed that. Hadn't seen him until he came through a camp, and lo and behold, he's now a Golden Eagle. Yeah, there's actually several. Uh, I didn't say this, but um, uh, we have three on that list. Yeah, DJ, DJ Graydon, and uh, Brooks will be raw camp guys. Yeah, no, and don't get us wrong. I mean, yeah, people say it's a, it's a money maker, and absolutely, sure, it's, it's for our program, and sure, um, and all that as well, but. Uh, there's countless kids on our roster with 40 man roster. I would say, I mean, at least, you know, I would, I would think at least 15 have come to a tournament showcase before. And it's a good way, not only to, to show us, um, you know, what you can do, but it's also a good way to get around us and, and let us get to know you and meet you. And, and also, um, it's great. Our showcases are great because at about every junior college in the state of Mississippi is here too. So you're really showcasing in front of about, 12 schools instead of just one. Um, so I think we do a good job with our showcases. The next one's on January 20th, and um, we don't try to have too many. We're not trying to, to take everybody out of pocket, but it is good to, to get guys here before the season starts. Yeah, and, and players are limited as to how many visits they can make, and, and the schools have to make the most of the resources, the limited resources they have for recruiting. So those are always a really good idea. Travis Creel, thanks for bringing us up to date for all the information on these new Golden Eagles, and we hope, hope for nothing but success for all of these guys, and you as well. Thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, Kelly. All right, Coach Travis Creel of the Southern Miss Baseball team updating us on all the signees who will uh, take the field. Uh, gosh, we'll be, be here before you know it, the holidays, and then they'll hit the field for practice. When we come back, we're going to go back indoors and talk about Southern Miss eSports and the national power that are our eSports teams. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to 4th Street Bar and Grill, who has Sin there tonight. That's Service Industry Night, where they uh, they 
take care of all the people who normally take care of us, the cooks, the servers, the dishwashers from all the different restaurants in town. They'll all meet at 4th Street, and uh, they're the stars of the show tonight. Trivia on Wednesday nights, and don't forget the pool tables and dartboards. And everybody knows your name at 4th Street Bar and Grill Southern Miss activities always on TV. Kelly Sander and Michael Mergens in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg, and we are here to talk about the best team that Southern Miss has put on the, uh, well, I can't say field, I can't say uh, court, uh, the best team that's ever been uh, in front of a console. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the terminology would be. David Dickert is with us. He's the second-year director of the eSports teams at Southern Miss. Jonathan Haig is also here. He's a grad student at Southern Miss. Did I get that right? Yes. Jonathan is from uh, Picayune but wants everyone to know that he is a Pearl River Central Blue Devil. He wants there to make no, no mistake about that. But as we, as we talk about eSports at Southern Miss, let me just set the table for listeners that aren't aware of what eSports are all about. You know us older folks that are in our 60s and 70s and we scream at our grandkids for sitting there with the joysticks and playing all these games all the time because you you know you're not going to have anything happen with your life doing that. Well, you're wrong. There are kids making thousands of dollars in these games. And Southern Miss gave out $18,000 in scholarships for esports players. The Mississippi High School Activities Association now recognizes esports as a sport. In fact, Southern Miss hosts the MHSAA esports championships twice a year. The Southern Miss Rainbow Six team, Rainbow Six is a game, uh, is the national champ. They won the national championship last year. I know because I have my hat, you know, <laughs> that, that I got. This is an amazing thing going on at Southern Miss, and I'm not sure, David Dickert, that many people even know that it's taking place. Welcome, and let's talk about there are currently 21 esports teams at Southern Miss. 16 are in the playoffs nationwide. Let's go. Yeah, no, thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so 16 of our teams are in their playoffs, have playoff appearances. Uh, even tonight, we have our League of Legends team at 7.30 playing in their uh, second round playoff match. Um, last night, we had Rocket League win theirs, went to a best of seven series, and so they're still in it. But uh, yeah, the program's growing. You know, when I was here... Man, it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't as big as we are now. We didn't have the space we have now. Uh, so the support that the community, the university, uh, pretty much everyone that's given us has allowed us to succeed as we have been. And if you don't think that something that if you don't if you if you're just against this and don't think you need to get on the the bandwagon here, Jonathan, talk to us about the appeal. That, stu- that esports have with students and the number of students that are availing them themselves to not only esports at Southern Miss, but just coming to Southern Miss because of the esports opportunities. So when it comes to like the student experience, it's a sense of community. It's, it's its own little community. We have both the student athletes and we also have the students who just want to be involved with something at the school. So there's a gaming club and everything with that. But we actively, like you said, the MSHA state championship we actually got three kids from pedal high school to come play for us with or play rocket league for us this semester and but the number of students that are logging on to the public computers and things like that oh yeah this semester alone i believe we have what 350 
new users on our public computers in the game room, which is normally where people play billiards and table tennis, but we put six computers over there and 350 new users this semester have logged on to it, mainly playing games like Fortnite and Rocket League and Valorant. And this this is this is amazing, David. And and you you've got kids wanting to come to Southern Miss. And people talk about oh, Southern Miss in in traditional sports don't have the facilities, but you guys have a really nice place in the Union that you call your home at the esports teams. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we uh, have been piecemealing it together for a couple of years. You know, we just put some new graphics up, a new main stage. We have a, an actual stage coming in uh, later on. Uh, through our partners, we were able to provide many different types of displays, like a view board for, um, you know, footage of previous games to set up plays for next game, scouting, and um, really like the strategic conference table setup. Uh, we've got multiple different computer stations for our players to practice. And then uh, we have a casting station, not so different than where we are currently, uh, where we broadcast every single match we play. Uh, so pretty much like five broadcasts a week. And, uh, you know, people tune in and they watch, parents will watch, players from other universities will watch. Uh, you get a couple hundred people, you know, post stream that. That tune in, and so so this is kind of like the ESPN Plus of e games. Right? Yeah, kind I mean, of. You can you can yeah. log in and watch you guys play. Yes, and it's free too. So Jonathan, most people certainly understand a an at, traditional athletic event where the two teams are in the same place, whether it's on a field or on a court or whatever. How does a match take us through how a, how you watch a match in esports? Because obviously the competitors are not in the same room. Right. So. Uh, like just the setup to a match is our conference, whether it be NACE, ECAC, NECC, all leagues we've competed in in the past two semesters, they will schedule a match time with us and another college based in like EST or CST so that we can like uh, make sure our people are in the right place at the right time. So then they join in a lobby online and our spectators or their spectators or both join in the lobby so that we can stream it on our Twitch and our YouTube uh, by the way, if anyone, Southern Miss, Southern Miss Esports is our handle on both of those platforms if you want to watch us. And they, our spectators sit there and go between all the players and get each point of view. And then they just compete as if they were both in the same room because LAN events do happen for esports. So then that will actually put both of the teams in the same room, but we just act as if we're in the same room all the time. So not only can they get the overall game view, but if they want to switch between player A, B, C, D, and E, you can actually see what that player is yes, going through. exactly. Yeah. This is amazing. And David, how do you get a line on, you mentioned that some of the other, some schools in Mississippi, among them Pearl, uh, the Pirates, the Mississippi School for Math and Science, which that doesn't surprise me, um, Van Cleve, the Bulldogs, Pedal High School, you mentioned Biloxi's very strong. Oak Grove is starting to get you know its its legs under them. But how do you recruit these players? How do you find them, or is it more of them coming to you? Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a tripartite strategy I have. Um, you know, you can reach out to these players through like online recruitment platforms, like Stay Plugged In, where students will put themselves on like a marketplace of sorts and say, "This is my GPA. This is what I want to study. Um, you know, this is my rank. This is what I play." And then we can reach out to them. Or you have these local events where you can see the students play in person. You can meet them in person and really give them the information, kind of like a traditional scouting event. 
Um, I've traveled to different universities for scouting events, not so different than maybe like a football scout looking at a high school uh, game. And uh, so we do those two approaches. And then the third approach is, you know, if they're already a student at Southern Miss, they may not have known that this was happening. They walk by through the union and they see, ah, esports. And so they walk in, ask about it. And so I've pulled people from all three of those sections. And, you know, that's allowed me to pull students from Brazil, Canada. Um, There are some people internationally in Europe that we're talking to people from California, Arizona. So it's it's outside of the traditional regional bounds that, that Southern Miss is historically recruited from. Now, Jonathan Haig, we talked about how some students are making a killing, you know, playing. playing. And, and on behalf of everyone over the age of 60, I will say, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but no, this is the case. Correct. Uh, there's one French player. His name's Zen. He's denoted as the best Rocket League player right now. He's made over six hundred thousand dollars in. I think he's only been signed for a year. He's only been there yeah. for a year. He's made six hundred thousand dollars, and he's still going. He's in still the best player right now. Yeah, but continuously here's, competing. Here's the kicker, though. He's how old? Sixteen. <laughs> Mergens, you picked the wrong career. <laughs> <laughs> he already knew that. Yeah, but I don't think they had esports for Pong or. Uh, pac-man or some of the things that, that we were playing you know coming up so the rainbow six take us back to the rainbow we're going to go to commercial break in, here in a little bit on the other side we're going to talk about some of the things that are coming up for the team but take us back through the rainbow six experience and winning the national championship last year yeah it was uh wild so we competed in the necc emergence uh national championship and so this was a little after i joined the university so i didn't get to see the team at the beginning of the season I got to see the team towards the end, though. And so, um, you know, students on the team, they were practicing every single day, uh, getting a lot of scrimmages in against some of the top teams. And then we get to the national championship, um, and the other team just didn't want to play. They they just kind of said, no, nah, we're just going to forfeit and call it a day. We're and, good. Yeah, and it was weird, right? Because you're at a national championship. Why would you... Why would you do that, you know? Um, but they did. Even if victory would be an upset, it would be something. Yeah, yeah. it would be a game. You'd I think mean, they'd want to play. Yeah, you have to. I mean, even if you're expected to lose, what if, what do you have to lose? Nothing. If you're expected yeah. to, right? Well, David Dickert answers the $64,000 question that all of America wants to know. What is the dream job in the world today? Not only is he the coach and the director of the esports program at Southern Miss, he teaches kids he's a professor adjunct in the esports department teaching people how to play esports i love it we'll continue our discussion with our national champs when we come back in a moment Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. D1 and D-Bat sponsors our fourth segment uh, of the show today. Cold and rainy outside today, but always uh, sunny and warm inside, so to speak, at D1 and D-Bat. Get a jump on the rest of the softball and baseball competition at D1 and D-Sport Baseball. 
Academy. Get ready for the upcoming season. Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Now, I want you to know, guys, that was all Mandarin Chinese to me. I have no idea what I just said, but it was written there in English. So <laughs> I just I just have to throw that out there. Continuing our discussion with David Dickert, who's the director of the eSports programs at Southern Miss, and Jonathan Haig, who's a grad student at Southern Miss, uh, part of the eSports program. The last national championship that a Southern Miss team won was last year, and it was in eSports. The Rainbow Six team won. And before we get off the air today, we're going to tell you how you can follow them more closely. But, David, I want to get back with the notoriety that some of these teams are taking. Corporates, corporate entities are beginning to notice eSports, aren't they, at the college level? Uh, yes, they are. And, uh, you know, a number of them have already decided to support our program by providing scholarship dollars for our players. Um, you know, a lot of them are right now looking at professional esports and collegiate esports. I don't know if I can, like, just name companies, so I'm just being vague. No, no you, 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 I can just, I can just name couple, drop? Sure, cool. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, you know, ViewSonic is one of our biggest uh, supporters. They, of course, will be producers for your displays, whether it's TVs, monitors, commercial displays. Uh, they just kind of gave us all of the equipment we need. Uh, to run the esports arena uh, completely free. And, you know, they work with us to make some commercials and put together a lot of briefs for them. Um, you know, Coca-Cola is another company that works with us. Um, and then, uh, of course, we have a, a lot of others. But, uh, yeah, these, these corporations are essentially seeing the value in providing support for these esports players and teams uh, because these teams are going to be in front of hundreds of thousands of people on Twitch, or maybe they're traveling to a major arena in Arlington, Texas, and they're competing in front of people there. So the return on investment there for a lot of these companies will mostly just be on the marketing side. All right, David mentioned Twitch, so let's go ahead and talk about that. Twitch.tv is the website. Twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, nothing fancy about that, dot TV. And you can follow the Southern Miss Esports team, ironically, at Southern Miss Esports, all lowercase. So go to twitch.tv and then look for Southern Miss Esports. You'll be able to follow them. Now, on YouTube, it's a, they have their own YouTube channel, and it's USM Esports on YouTube. You'll be able to watch them as, as well. Now, three, uh, as well as, of course, the defending champion Rainbow Six team, three other teams at Southern Miss ranked in the top, the very best in the country. That includes Fortnite, Halo, and Valorant? Valorant, yes. Valorant. Yes. Okay. Tell us about those teams. Yeah, so the the Fortnite team, you know, we've had these players. They're fantastic players. Been on the program for about a year. Uh, you know, they ranked ninth in the uh, entire country for the uh, Fortnite Collegiate Championships uh, this past semester uh, and in the spring as well. Um, so fall and spring, uh, funny enough, they got ninth both times, which is great to celebrate, but also – you know, we're ninth again, so it's kind of like, ah, try again next time. But top 10 in the country is not too bad. Um, our Halo Infinite Academy team, they competed in something called Collegiate Halo, which is the only major uh, Halo league in the country. And they finished that uh, sixth. And uh, unfortunately, they got knocked out during the playoff run, um, but they they really put up a good fight against Miami. Uh, but Miami beat us, so... Um, and then Valorant. Valorant competed in the first ever, uh, they're the first ever team for our program to be uh, qualifying players 
for a publisher conference, which is a very exclusive tournament that only the best teams in the country get to play in. Uh, and our Valorant team is ranked 25th right now uh, in the country. Unfortunately, they lost to AM uh, and got knocked out in their playoff run as well. But 25th is also still the best we've ever done in Valorant. So. But, but again, playing teams like Miami and Texas A&M, schools that are, that are certainly Texas A&M, much larger in enrollment and being able to go head-to-head to them, albeit you know in the eSports uh, platform. Now, Jonathan Haig, you mentioned about, we were talking about the money involved here, $13,000 in scholarships uh, last semester you know, handed out for this team. It seems like it's only onward and upward from there, yes? Right. Uh, so we work hand-in-hand with our sponsors to try to either recruit new players or to also in like enrich the community we already have to give – give back to the players that have stuck with us even if they had played for us with no scholarship before we're just like hey you've stuck with us or if like a shining star prospect comes out we're like hey you would fill out the roster in a perfect spot here here's what you need so that you can attend southern miss and also be a good student and all like without having to worry about a second job or anything like or a job on top of schoolwork and also esports which takes up about 13 hours a week mandatory from us and then they also play on their own time because they're gamers and they're just going to sit in their room after they get done with their homework and play till 2 a.m. And and un, that unlike other teams, you're not you're not under the guise of the athletic department real quick. It's, you're under the... Uh, we're under student affairs, yeah. Student yeah. affairs, okay. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention that we also competed in the very first Division One eSports conference, which took all of the SEC schools and then just added USM into it. Fantastic. They were so insightful, and we we really enjoy and want to support our esports teams. David Dickert and Jonathan Haig, thanks, you guys. (laughs) Now, I'm going to give you a cue here to the end of the show, and I think you're going to know what to say. That'll do it. We'll see you again tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, for Michael Mergens, I'm Kelly Sander. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.